Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Oz. My name is Sam Kozlowski and happy EFIS. It's the last day of the financial year. Joining me for this momentous occasion is Zara Seidler. Zara, how are you? I'm good. As usual, we have quite a lot of COVID news to end the financial year. And hopefully with the start of the new financial year, we'll have something new to talk about. But today we are talking through all the COVID updates from across the country. There's some news from Swimming Australia, some better news from New Zealand, and we're going to have a chat about this crazy building collapse that happened in Florida. We're going to start our COVID wrap in Queensland, where Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk announced a snap three-day lockdown yesterday for southeast Queensland, Townsville City, Palm Island and Magnetic Island. This is because there was an escalation in the severity of the COVID situation there when two new locally acquired cases were recorded, including a casual worker from Brisbane's Prince Charles Hospital. Here's what the Premier had to say about the fact that that casual worker wasn't vaccinated. Despite the health directives that um, she should have been vaccinated, she was not. So the Health Minister will be addressing uh, that issue in more detail. And uh, let me say, I am absolutely furious about this. Now, panning across the country, starting in New South Wales, there were 19 locally acquired COVID-19 cases announced yesterday by Gladys Berejiklian, and 17 of those were linked to a known cluster. Separately, in the NT, there were two locally acquired cases yesterday, and they've been linked to the Central Australian mine outbreak. There were new exposure sites linked to these cases, but it's believed that the cases weren't infectious before entering quarantine. So hopefully that situation will be under control soon. We brought you a story last week about Australian swimmer Maddie Groves, who is destined to represent Australia at the upcoming Olympics, which are less than a month away. But she pulled out of the Games because of allegations of bullying brought to Swimming Australia. Swimming Australia is now addressing these allegations with the appointment of Chris Ronalds, a barrister who specialises in discrimination and harassment law. Now, she's been appointed the new chair of Swimming Australia's independent panel investigating allegations of abuse in the sport. She's previously conducted workplace investigations in both the corporate and government sectors, and she's set to select two others to work with her on this investigation. That'll certainly be one we'll be keeping a close eye on. And to wrap up the news of the day, let's go to the good news, which is out of New Zealand. And there the government has announced it will ban a range of single-use plastic items by 2025. We've seen this happening across Australia, and it's really good to see it across the Tasman too. So the items that are going to be banned will include cotton buds, bags, cutlery, plates and bowls, straws and fruit labels. New Zealand will start phasing out single-use plastics in 2022, and they hope to end it by 2025. On Friday morning Australian time, just when COVID-19 was really hitting the headlines here at home, a 12-storey apartment block in Miami partially collapsed. The death toll now stands at 11, with 150 people remaining unaccounted for. What we thought we'd do today is take you back and help you understand what's actually gone on here, because amidst the noise of COVID-19, a really important international story has kind of flown under the radar. So if we're to start at the beginning, what actually happened in Miami and what do we know about the situation now? So the richest source of information for this has been the stream of online videos showing a large portion of a huge apartment block on the beach in Miami collapsing. This is what 
County Mayor Daniela Levine-Carver had to say at the first press conference after the event. We are all crying. We are all here with the suffering families and uh, we urge everyone to join us in prayers and in hopes uh, that we can still continue. We are continuing for our search and rescue effort. Since that initial rescue effort on Thursday, there haven't been any survivors pulled from the wreckage. Despite this, rescue efforts are continuing in full force. There are squads of rescuers, cranes and diggers on this site, combing through the wreckage, looking for what rescuers are describing as miracle survivors. And I've also seen that they are using some pretty sophisticated tools, these rescuers. So it's been reported that they are using a microwave radar device that was developed by NASA and Homeland Security. And ultimately, this device sees through up to 20 centimetres of solid concrete, which is pretty high tech. It actually can also measure human heartbeats, and they're attempting to use that technology to find signs of life amidst the rubble. But we are up to the fifth day now. So what are rescuers saying? The focus is very much turning to what caused this event. Just yesterday, we saw an announcement from the Miami County authorities that they're now going to be looking into every single building in the area that's older than 40 years old to look for similar structural integrity issues than what they think they've identified in this building. Okay, so just to jump in here, because it hasn't been explicitly said, have authorities ruled out any foul play here? Because I recall last Thursday, the mayor of a county in the area said something to the effect of, it looks like what a bomb could have done, but we know it wasn't a bomb, which is just a lot of words saying not a whole lot. I think that's really reflective of the situation. They don't really know what's gone on here. US police are pretty ready to rule out some sort of sinister attempt to destroy human life here. But what they're leaning towards is some really major construction issues with the buildings that went unaccounted for over a number of decades. It reminds me a lot of the Greenfell tragedy in London. And hopefully this is a turning point. If it does end up being about the structural integrity of the building, that this is a turning point for how buildings will be created and erected in the future. But what do you do about the fact that there's probably thousands of people in the area living in buildings that will now be determined to be unfit? That could create massive issues of homelessness in the area. Property prices will be driven down. It has major implications for years to come. Amongst the coverage from the US yesterday was a really interesting report from NPR, which is a public broadcaster in the US. They got their hands on an engineering report that warned of major structural damage that was tabled at some sort of town meeting that officials then assured residents that the report was not to be taken seriously and that the building was sound. This was not that long ago. It was only three years ago, and it's now going to become a major part of the ongoing investigation. It's now officially the biggest rescue operation to ever have taken place in Florida. That's not a hurricane, which just gives you a sense of how massive this effort is continuing to be. I don't think we should expect to see rescue efforts slow for many days, but as it gets further away from the event itself, the signs of life obviously diminish. I guess if we're to take any silver lining from this story, it's that it's been a really amazing display of international cooperation on the ground. We have teams from Mexico and Israel joining the US working around the clock. There's 300 emergency personnel at any one time. And I like to think it's the best of humanity on display.
We always like to end with a bit of a silver lining. So thank you for that, Sam. To wrap up this pod, it was so nice to see you all upload where you listen to The Daily Oz. And we are going to extend our jumper offer to today. So if you upload where you listen to The Daily Oz to your Insta story today, the first five of you will receive a Daily Oz hoodie. I have lived in mine over winter and we'd love to send one your way as the weather gets a bit cooler. So tag us and join our community of more than 120,000 young Aussies. Have a great day.